This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So, there is an order underpinning all of creation. It's a a natural intelligence, a, a coded design that allows life to organize, to grow, to beget more life. All non-human life forms demonstrate um, an innate built-in intelligence to be able to perform their role in the ecosystem, to be able to adapt to changing environment, to be able to create more of those life forms. Now, modern humans have largely disconnected from the rhythms of nature, but that doesn't mean that that same coding is not still within us. It is. We also have access to a level of order known as divine order. And this is the flow, the life architecture that we can put in place when we, when we expand our awareness of oneness, our connection to the all that is, God, source, creator, whatever your word for that is. We can, we can tap into divine order as we become more and more and more aware of ourselves, as Reverend Jane um, said in the prayer, that we're not just these bodies. We're far more than just bodies. We're spiritual beings. Now today, I am going to talk to you about the principle, the power of order. But I am not going to BS you because hard stuff happens. I had a few people, a couple of people, when they saw that this was going to be the, the topic, <laughs> emailed back and said, are you kidding me? Like, hard things really don't happen. I'm like, nope, that's not, that's not what I'm going to stand up here and say. Really difficult stuff does happen. And I think, you know, it's hard, it's hard when we are in the mess and in the chaos necessarily to see the order or the potential for order. It's hard to feel divine order when your child dies. It's hard to feel divine order when your partner cheats on you or when you come down, you get some horrific medical diagnosis. Those things happen. They're real, but there is always potential for greater order even in the chaos. When we see what's going on in our world, what's happening to nature, the atrocities, the craziness of war, you know, you can look out on that and say, where is the order in that? Where is the divinity in it? It's a challenging time. In New Thought, I'm going to take on another little challenge here. One of, the, one of the tools and challenges of New Thought, of which unity is one branch, one aspect, is this, is this notion of personal responsibility. The underpinning of New Thought is that our thoughts matter and that we create our experience through our thinking. This comes with... This comes with a lot of empowerment. We have the tools, we have the capacity to to design our experience of life. I don't quite know yet, in my current place of, of spiritual evolution, how to completely grok this whole concept of personal responsibility because it has revolutionized my life. But when I see people who have really come into a very hard, hard experience here, I cannot say that I think we all have responsibility for the challenges. I don't know if it's a soul pattern. I don't know if people 
at some level know that they have special lessons to get or special teachings to offer and so take on those pathways. And I don't believe that people who are really struggling necessarily have more faulty thinking than anyone else. So I just really want to put that, put that out there. I think it's a fine balance point in new thought between taking personal responsibility and not starting to fall into self-blame when things aren't going so well in our lives or when we just can't quite get some challenge to let go of us. So I want to just put that out there. So um, order is one of unity's 12 spiritual powers. We've spoken about them quite a few times. Love, faith, strength are others. Order is a tricky one, I think, to talk about and to teach about this concept of divine order. It is the power to bring forth a life that is livable and a life that thrives, a life that actually pulls on the powers beyond these bodies and pulls in divine order and divine will behind us. It's about bringing orderly manifestation out of the primordial chaotic soup. That is divine order. And it is always in back of and greater than any appearances before us. Always. There are layers of reality beyond our five physical senses. Order flows through all of those layers of reality, and we do have chances to access more and more of it. Now, I'm going to give you a little metaphysical rundown here. The sequence of order is mind, idea, expression. We tap into mind when we open up to the oneness, when we realize there is more to reality than what we're seeing right here, when we realize that we're not bodies. As soon as we do that, we open up space for idea to form. And when idea does form, it starts naturally moving toward expression. If you think about it, everything ever created is created twice. It's first created as an idea. It's first created in, in mind. Now, I think that's all cool, metaphysical description. It's great, but I really wanted to... I always try to give some practical tools when I do these talks. And, I, and all of us, I think, at least we think we want more order and less chaos in our lives. So how do we go about getting it? Uh, one of the things I think that is the most, most profound is to recognize that, is to hold a little opening, just a little mustard seed of faith that no matter what challenges we're dealing with in that moment, there is the possibility for order to emerge from that. Even if we can't see it, just holding the possibility is powerful. One of the most powerful um, demonstrations of order is this magnificent planet that we live on. Now, Right now, we're in fire season in Western, North, uh, Western uh, North America, or excuse me, North America. We're in fire season and many other places around the world. And when we, when we experience the terrible air quality, when we see burned places, it can feel very disorderly, very chaotic, very sad to us. But I want to point out that actually these forests evolved with fire as a natural part of their system. 
there are, that when, when fire moves through a forest, it clears out overgrown, smaller growth. It creates openings that become meadows. The dead wood will fall and wash into streams and rivers, and when it gets lodged, it actually slows water down, creates little pools that small fish and everything need to survive. There are some cones of coniferous trees that won't even open and drop their seeds until they've been kissed by fire. Now, with climate change, we've definitely been experiencing more and more intense fires. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's nature sort of flexing her muscles and adjusting, clearing things out. It's a fascinating time. I think that um, climate change is actually the earth sort of adapting and evolving and bringing in a new order for a hotter world. Nature is an incredible, incredible demonstration of divine order, even in changing, changing circumstances. Another aspect that I like to pull on from nature, all species other than humans live almost all the time in the present moment. Unless it's an animal that's in a horrifically abusive situation, the only time they're in fear is when they actually need to make an, a truly immediate survival move. They don't sit around thinking about what might happen in the future. Can you think of how absolutely liberating that is to be able to move from one present holy instant to the next all the time? Biomimicry has actually become a field of study. You can get certificates and possibly now even degrees in biomimicry. And biomimicry is the, the, the science and the practice of mimicking nature when we create human structures, human systems, etc. Biomimicry, really observing nature, trying to intentionally get more into nature's rhythms is a great, great way to allow more divine order to flow into our lives. Another useful tool I find when feeling disordered uh, is to just kind of employ some intentional memory and to think back on times that were hard that when we, in which we could not really see a way through it. And I'm sure almost everyone here has got some of those times. We do get through it. You're all here. I remember when I was, 16, when I was in my teens, my parents alcoholism and mental illness just escalated tremendously and I wound up on my own at 16. And I can still kind of viscerally feel the, the fear and the uncertainty. I had no idea how I was gonna navigate through any of that, but I did. And looking back on it, I think the best thing that could have happened is that my dad and I didn't live under the same roof anymore from that point forward. 10 years ago when my life blew up in big public spectacular fashion, many of you know that story, I could not see, for a few years, I really could not see where it was gonna go. But I was really doing some profound breaking open spiritually and I could sense, I could sense there was some new order, some new order coming through it. And sure enough, I made it through, I'm here, I am genuinely happier, 
I have a richer life going than I did before. I've said before I used to call it the big ordeal, and I now call it the big initiation. I know many of you have experienced those times when, man, it just feels like everything is falling apart, and you look back on it a little while later, and it was all falling into place. That's divine order, an aspect of it. Now, another key to creating conditions for order to work more, to flow more readily, is, is to have a spiritual practice. And I know I'm not telling all of you anything you don't already know, but sometimes it is helpful in spiritual community to have a little, a little prod, a little, a little loving assistance to say, are you really prioritizing it? Because divine order isn't just about bringing order to our thinking, it also prioritizes our actions and our, and our choices and the things that we, the things that we do. And I'm finding myself, because I tend to be a little bit of a workaholic, I'm a do-aholic, um, and I, you know, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be disciplined. I want to be able to cross my meditation off my list, right? Type A spiritual practice. I'm actually learning that there's a really beautiful balance between discipline with our spiritual practices and not making it all so dang much work. It's a, it's a growing edge, and it's feeling good. A Course in Miracles says you need do very little. You just need to be willing. Now, that's trickier, I think, than we think. The Course also says living in miracle-mindedness is completely simple, but it's not very easy. And that's because often we're not even aware of our unwillingness. Are we really willing to forgive? Are we really willing to release a victim identity? Are we really willing to just let those old memories go? That's the genuine willingness that opens up space for order. So often, I think when we have um, little, I'll speak from the eye, when I have little unconscious pockets of unwillingness or pockets of blockage, I get to doing. I get to trying to force the river, and I'm like the freaking wily coyote. You know, I go over to grab a meal off the barbecue, catch my tail on fire, go to put it out, accidentally dip it in gasoline, jump into the river to put myself out, wind up in the rapids, and almost drown. You know, that's kind of, that's how we often do when we're in chaos and we're trying to force the river and not allowing the wisdom, the divine order and wisdom to move through us. I now in prayer, I've shared with you all before, um, moving past duality, moving past the notion of a God out there, it has been my biggest spiritual growing edge my entire life. And one of the ways that is, is really, I'm really enjoying working with right now, is I think of the big HS, Holy Spirit slash highest self. That's the same thing in my mind. And so I'll just literally now regularly in prayer, big HS, Whatever unconscious blockage I'm dealing with here, whatever unconscious littleness is helping create this thing in my life that I don't like, I'm just offering it up for release and for spiritual cleansing. I don't need to dissect it. I don't need to do any more therapy. I just want it to be released. I talked to big HS and let, let, it, let it handle the rest. I like to think of it now that the, the balance between 
doing what we can in the material realm, doing what we can, making practical, smart decisions and getting off the, you know, getting off the remote control and taking some action and also staying open, staying open to the truth, the universe that is beyond what we can see right in front of us, that's like a, that's like a handshake. That's a handshake with the universe. That's saying, okay, I'm going to order my affairs as best I can, and I'm going to stay wide open for the all that is to bring, to do the heavy lifting with me. Now, one final tool in this piece that I want to share with you, it's a quirky little thing that I kind of tripped upon, but I, f I am finding it so personally useful. One of the classes that uh, you're required to take going through ministerial school is a prosperity class. And I really loved my prosperity class, and I loved the teacher who taught it. And she had us do an exercise um, called a success journal. It's just a little journal, and any time any kind of prosperity demonstrated, you'd write it down. You find a quarter on the grocery store floor. You know, you write it down, whatever. You get a little lottery ticket, went to whatever it is, whatever, the little things. I have evolved that, though, into a blessings journal. And I'll include things like, you know, wow, I got an extra half hour of agility practice this week because so-and-so went out of town. Or, wow, my, my little backyard is so amazing. I love being able to have the flexibility to work from home and to work here. Whatever little blessings. And th this is especially useful to me when I am in a challenging situation. Because the fact that I'm just going to try to put a few things in the blessing journal means I'm looking for those things. It means I'm looking for them even when the stuff is hard, right? It's just, I just offer that up there. And the, the um, you know, the, you, I'm sure you've all heard the statement that when we change our mind, we change our lives. There's a really cool exercise around this that's just like, that's honestly saying, huh, I really don't like how this feels. This circumstance, this relationship, I don't like this. Maybe there is a different way to look at this. And what have I got to lose by asking? One of the other aspects of divine order that I have struggled with, I think, a little bit more, is how can we help another person have more divine order in their life, particularly for those folks who seem to have made chaos a comfort zone? And I have a lot of these in my family. Um, it's incredibly difficult to witness someone that we love really struggling, really in pain. And it's also incredibly difficult to get to the point where you realize, I cannot do very much for them. I cannot do very much about it in the material realm. More money is not going to help. More of my time is not going to help. Getting into their story and into the weeds of the chaos with them isn't actually going to help. Now, one of my dearest loved ones is a young man, um, an, a, a relative, who came in to a really difficult life si situation. There's just no question. And I have supported him in just about every way you can think of. And he's had some big successes, and he's also had real difficulty releasing some old ways of going about life. And in the last couple of years, he has created life circumstances that make it very, very hard to help him. And a little over a year ago, he just completely ghosted. He just disappeared. No communication with me, with John, uh, with, with at all. And I only still partially understand why. 
but I knew I had to let it go. I knew I had to either let him make his own way or his own mess. And there have been significant amount of the latter. But every once in a while, as he was disappeared, I learned this concept that a form of grace, and grace is an element of divine order, a form of grace is actually holding the possibility, intentionally visualizing another person doing well, above their appearances, above even some of the bad choices they might be making. That's a form of grace, and I've been doing that consistently for this young man. I would also, every once in a while, just send him a text saying, want you to know I love you, I'm still here, didn't hear back, didn't hear back. Eventually I did, and I knew that was gonna happen too. Um, eventually I did, and he and I are now communicating a little bit again, and the other day we were visiting, and he was in an emotionally low place, um, and, and uh, just exhausted by the chaos. And I said, you know, bud, I said, I have been holding you in affirmative prayer and vibes for peace and for security every single day. And he kind of got teary. I don't want to get teary. And he said, I know you have. I could feel it. And it helped keep me going. Sometime the best thing that we can do to help another person bring more order into their life, it is work in the fourth dimension, right? It is just... It is just focusing that intention. It is why we do affirmative prayer here in unity. So um, I could not stand up here and talk about divine order without addressing this bat bleep crazy world that we are all moving through. I mean, we are here in a challenging time. And I have to question, why is it that humankind allegedly the highest life form, has so much difficulty bringing harmony into our relationships, into our affairs, when all the non-human animals and plants and whatnot, they just kind of go along, flowing and doing their thing. Humans have created systems, and we've created civilizations to try to bring order, but we've been doing it from a consciousness of separation. Humans got to the point where our technological ingenuity really outstripped our wisdom. And with that, we have released mad genies of climate change, industrial and plastic pollution, um, nuclear weapons, and now artificial intelligence. All of which bring more chaos into this world. We have been functioning collectively in a dream state, an illusion of separation from one another, from source, creator, creation, from all that is. And in that, so coming from that consciousness of separation, a lot of our creations have actually been miscreations. And a civilization or system that is riddled with miscreation really opens the door for fear and anxiety. And this is what we're experiencing right now collectively. I love to talk about the fact that we are here, each and every one of us, I believe, for a reason in this challenging time. We are here in a precious and precarious evolutionary or devolutionary moment. And people who are intentional 
with, with, with raising consciousness, we have a special role to play. There's a term that I love called K-O-R-D, C-H-A-O-R-D, and it's the concept of pockets of order rising out of chaos. This is happening all over this planet right now. Millions and millions of people, more than ever before, are questioning the status quo systems, are questioning norms that may be normal, but don't seem to make a lot of sense. This is happening on a scale that history has never, ever experienced before. These are chaotic times. We also know now, beyond just the mystics and the shamans and whatnot, we know that there is truth to this whole quantum realm, right? There, there, there are levels of reality beyond what our five senses pick up. We now know this scientifically. It aligns with what ancient wisdom has said for such a long time. A growing edge for me that I am, you, do you guys ever have, a, again, speaking from the eye, as we're going along on our spiritual maturation process, do you ever have this, t this get to a place where it's like, I can almost get that. I can feel that I'm, I, I'm moving toward an understanding there. This is what this one feels like for me. Because at the level of quantum, this is scientifically proven, nothing ever actually completely disappears. It's, it transfers, right? An idea in divine mind, which is what all of this is, never actually ceases to exist. It is always there. That little soul that didn't quite make it to a viable birth still exists. That being that just had too hard a time dealing with this human experience, they exist. All the animals that we have used and killed exist in the whole creative web. The vast landscapes pre-human damage of forest and grassland and wetland and the myriad incredible creatures, they still exist in the overall field of creation. They exist in divine pattern. That's a powerful thing to sit with. It hurts when we lose them here, no question. But we can, we can grieve and we can affirm divine order and a willingness to see them again and a willingness to get back to a healthier, a healthier order. I love this. The word order comes from the Latin word ordiri, and it means to begin to weave. To begin to weave. Those of us on a pathway of intentionally raising consciousness, our own and the collective, we do have special roles to play. We are here to hold space, and we know how, better than most, to hold space for divine order to rise out of dark appearances. We know how to take the inner and outer steps to let shift happen. That's why we're here. We're here to access and channel divine order and weave lives that are webs of delight. We're here to, to help mend the fabric of creation, to weave oneness consciousness. We're here to learn to harness our spiritual faculties to become vessels and channels of divine order 
and in so doing to spin out a whole new order of humanity. I claim and affirm divine order threading through every single life, all of creation, and us coming out the other side a whole new order. Peace out.